Hello, everybody, on this beep-free episode. That's right, no beeps. I sit down with DJ Jared and Jim and discuss Quentin Tarantino. We start with his early stuff and writing credits and break down our favorite movies to ultimately crown the top Tarantino movie of all time. We tease Jared for being a racist. We tease Jim about Asian stereotypes and BJ for being an idiot. Full disclosure, Jared is not a racist. He just plays one on podcasts. Jim does impressions, and we go through Reservoir Dogs through Kill Bill 2, and then we dive into the rest in part two. So part one of the Quentin Tarantino introspective starts right now so sit down tune in turn up this episode of tony on the mic our story begins as these stories often do dances around and cuts that cop's ear off you gonna talk at all jim yeah uh, i'm going to i was waiting for you guys to shoot. there's never gonna be a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me a microphone baby <laughs> i'm sure that all of you have the most amazing stories filled with drama and romance and and meaning you have no I knew Jim with him and Hello. Go, Hello. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a Tarantino movie. Story, story, that one was just sad. Some tasty coffee. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I do not do impressions. Clearly. <laughs> oh, it sucks. If you guys suck. We'll have to do a new intro. <laughs> make it good. I yes, do. Right. Make it gold. I do suck. I have to say, that's the most amazing story I ever heard. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you happen to listen to this fine podcast product. My name is Tony, and I'm Tony on the mic. Today, we are going to talk about Quentin Tarantino directed films, not his written films or movies that he starred in or other than the ones he directed. And with me today, I have a natural born killer. Fucking idiots. <laughs> There's nothing to do with that. I'm like, is Natural Born Killers a Tarantino movie? Hello. He wrote. And today, Squiggies I have with me a reservoir dog. <laughs> Hello. That works. You can't just do the no, same I'm sorry. For everyone. <laughs> I'm going to do it again. And that's Jim McDowell celebrating his humorous <laughs> intro by repeating it every time we suggest something. It's his favorite line from Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> do you even know who Tarantino is? <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> Jim is here because of Asian Awareness Month. <laughs> Hello. Is it still. <laughs> Today I have with me Jim McDowell. That's <laughs> you. Hi. And BJ Lawrence. Hey, hey, hey. And Jared Weintraub. Hi. God, you guys suck. That's the last time I'm giving do you a that? heads up uh, on anyway, a bit. It's all good. You threw it. You're like, yeah. okay, I, I have something little. You just it's say just your name bit. when you call in right. or whatever. And then you start off with not a Tarantino directed movie. I'm like, what is happening? You Natural threw everyone through killer. a loop. That's not a Tarantino movie. He wrote it. But you said directed. <laughs> you started off with that, too. <laughs> What were the other ones? Good other morning, than, yeah. good afternoon, good evening. <laughs> Whatever time you listen to this fine podcast product, I'm surrounded by three idiots. And we're going to talk, about... <laughs> talk about Quentin Tarantino directed movies. But first, of course, we're going to do a little career retrospective, talk about some of his other stuff, talk about his broad strokes. A lot of cool stuff. He um, he wrote True Romance, if anybody remembers that movie. That was really That's good. That's classic. He also wrote Natural Born Killers, another just good movie. I mean, 
he gets a lot of pub and a lot of stuff, and and I tend to want to push back a little bit. But dang, yeah, I, I like virtually everything he's done. Um, Dust to Dawn was one of his originals, and he wrote and starred in Dust to Dawn, the TV series that D- ran for two years. Oh, exactly, I'm getting I blank did not stares. No, there was a TV. What, series. Do you know what network it was on? I do not, but it was on the TV. It was on TV. It's on his IMDb. Let's see. And upcoming, in case you haven't heard, Kill Bill Three. I have not heard. I have not heard. Kill Bill Three is in. Jim, did you know that? I've heard they've been talking about it for a couple years. So yes, you have heard. Is he still doing the Star Trek? (laughs) Hello. (laughs) You like that freaking clapping monkey? That's the only thing you know how to do. I'm so nervous right now. Uh, also, apparently something called Django meets Zorro. No, that's a real yeah, thing? That's a real thing. 2022, so it's already... And he's directing In it? the works. It just... Are writing forget, it? it? It came under his IMDb in upcoming stuff, so I didn't... And did you know he performed on Saturday Night Live in 1995 with the Smashing Pumpkins? As what? A Is singer. A... a guest... A, a guest... Vocalist. That's what they call the people who sing. 1990. Look it up. Now, mm-hmm. when was his first movie? I have the timeline, uh, which we'll get to in a minute. But his first. I'm just thinking, and was that before his no, movies? No, no. He, he'd had a couple he'd... movies. Okay. It was after Pulp Fiction. Okay. So he'd already had Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. Let's see. Um, well, okay. In, in the order, we'll go through the chronological things of his of his career. My best friend's birthday was his first. Released film in 1987 that no one saw. That's my favorite one. That's not on the top eight? (laughs) No, that's not going to make the top eight. Damn it. Spoiler alert. (laughs) 92, he had Reservoir Dogs, which made a remarkably small amount of money. Only $3 million. Really? Yeah. For as influential it is. Yeah, it really is. And then, uh, then Pulp Fiction, of course, in 94. Then Jackie Brown in 97. Kill Bill 1 in 2003, Kill Bill 2 in 2004. Weird. Death Proof in 2007, <laughs> Inglorious Bastards in 2009, and here's one I didn't know, Kill Bill The Whole Bloody Affair in 2011. He directed it, and apparently it's a thing. I don't know if they just like mashed up the two movies, but... Um, hmm. If you're a Tarantino Patreon, you get it. You might, yeah, so. <laughs> like, yeah, fans only, right? It's a fans only page. In 2012, he had Django Unchained. In 2015, he had The Hateful Eight, which is the one I chose to watch today. And then in 2019, of course, the Leo DiCaprio Brad Pitt uh, episode of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. In terms of feature films, those are his cool uh, eleven, which we can easily narrow down to eight or so. Yeah. And in terms of grossing film, who wants to guess his top grossing film? Hmm. Inglorious Bastards. I'll say Django. I was going to say Kill Bill 2. In order, from 10, Reservoir Dogs with 3 million. That makes sense. Death Proof with 31 million. Also makes sense. Jackie Brown with 39 million. Still mm-hmm. sense. Seventh place, Kill Bill 2 with okay. 154. Weird. Wow. You'd think that would have made more money than the first one. In sixth place, Hateful Eight with 160 million. 
In fifth place, Kill Bill 1 with 180 million. Fourth place, Pulp Fiction, 214 million. Third place, Inglorious Bastards, 321 million. Second place, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, 380 million. And Jim, you got it right. Django Unchained, 425 <laughs> million. Wow. Okay, when you mouth things, it's kind of yeah, funny, I... but it's a podcast. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I just wanted to mess you up. So it, it made all of us laugh, but I'm cutting it out so nobody else will ever hear it. Um, okay, and the and I and I wrote the IMDb summaries of the movie, and I'm going to read the summaries, and you tell me what the movie is. Oh no, it's actually shouldn't Easy. be that hard. But, yeah, yeah, That's but okay. we'll You'd see. Be surprised. Uh, yeah. Uh, the bride, yeah, the bride continues her quest for. Do I bride, win? The bride <laughs> continues. Yeah, who jumped in the first one in her, right. her quest of vengeance against her forward boss and lover, Kill Bill Two. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jared. We were looking for Kill Bill. Let me, let me finish. He said, "Word continues." <laughs> Damn it! After awakening from a four-year coma, a former assassin, <laughs> BJ, first one in. <laughs> In Nazi-occupied... Inglorious Bastards! Jared was first. <laughs> you can get him in, like, two words. Two separate sets of voluptuous women are stalked at different times by death a proof. scar... Deathproof is correct. Who uses his deathproof cars to execute his murderous plans. Well done. When a simple jewelry heist goes horribly wrong, the surviving criminals begin to suspect that one of them Jackie is a Brown? police informant. It is not Jackie Brown. No. When a simple reservoir dog, reservoir dog, I'm like, what is what? Yep. A middle-aged woman finds herself in the middle of a huge conflict that will either make her a profit or cost her life. That one is indeed Jackie Brown. With the help of a German bounty hunter, a freed slave, Django, Django, <laughs> freed slave. Does that one gave it away? Unchained, yes. Um. A faded television actor and his stunt doubles. Once upon a time in Hollywood. The lives of two mob hitmen, a boxer, a gangster, Pulp and his fiction. wife. Fiction. Pulp fiction is correct. A faded television actor and his stunt double strive just to achieve. Did that one. <laughs> a faded television actor. <laughs> Oh, in, in Pulp the, Fiction. In the dead of a Wyoming winter, a bounty hunter and his prisoner find shelter in a cabin Hateful currently eight. inhabited Hateful by eight. a collection of nefarious characters. The one thing in common with all of these movies, I think we, I think we covered all the summaries, is he is a master at setting up tension. You know, in some of these movies, I was watching The Hateful Eight, and he, and he just <laughs> takes it slow. And, he, and you're, and I'm like, ding! <laughs> yeah, and in and in Django or not? Well, Django too. There are several times, but in Inglorious Bastards, the opening scene the opening where the guy's scene. under the floor, yeah. and he's listening, and they change the language they speak in, and then at the end when he's in the control room with Shoshana, whoa, yeah. I mean, it is I, just... I dare say the best. Like I, I like as for anyone who's like put together as much tension uh, on film. I don't know anybody's done I, better I than Tarantino. Even like the small moments, like in Kill Bill, when she's like, "Just move your big toe," and you're yeah. just watching yep. her try to move your toe, and you're like, 
do it already. Like, right, right. <laughs> or when she's in the coffin and right, she's watching right. from four inches yeah. away. And I should have, I, I want to time some of those scenes because it seems like today most directors would cut that to a five second, you know, two punches, fade to black, fade to her coming out of the ground and different things like that. Another Tarantino thing he does is the continuity between the movies and creates his own little Tarantino-verse. And like the big Kahuna burger. Did you know that was in Shark Boy and Lava Girl? The big Kahuna? I did not. Yeah, did that come was, out before or after? There is no big Kahuna burger. But Shark, Shark Boy movie. That was in the mid-90s. But it was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Dust Till Dawn. Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, Death Proof, all those movies had references to Big Kahuna Burger. And Red Apple Cigarettes, that was in Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill, Jackie Brown, and according to the internet, almost all Tarantino films. And he had the, they did a, an ad, DiCaprio did an ad for those cigarettes in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Vic and Vincent Vega from Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs mm -hmm. are brothers in this universe. Huh. Um, they used the same car in Pulp Fiction and Jackie Brown, that blue. Now, who's Vic Vega in Reservoir Dogs? Michael Which... Madsen. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, let's see. And then Michael Keaton played Ray Nicolette in Jackie Brown. He also played in Out of Sight with George Clooney and Jennifer Lopez. Same character, same actor. Now... Tarantino. Written? No, it was written by Elmore Leonard. And then the actress Lin Linda Kay, you remember in Pulp Fiction where Marcellus Wally tries to shoot uh, Butch and misses and hits a lady and she bleeds and Kathy Griffin gives her some assistance and says, call the police. That same actress is yanked out of a car in Reservoir Dogs. Hmm, so, same actress. And in a tip to the service industry, in Reservoir Dogs, Steve Buscemi doesn't tip. And famously in the first scene and in Pulp Fiction, he's a waiter. He plays Buddy Holly waiting tables. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Yeah. That's great. And Captain Coons, who notoriously had a watch up his backside for five years to give to, oh, what's the kid's name? Does anybody remember that? It's a Butch, kid. right? And Butch. Yeah. Or wait, no, did uh, Butch give him the watch? Was no, it? Butch no, no, Butch was a kid. Oh, it's Butch. Willis it was Bruce Lee. Yeah. 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 Yes. Come yes. on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> and... His grandfather was on a wanted poster in Django, Mad Dog Coons. <laughs> Mad Dog? Yep. Nice. That's funny. And That's then cool. this one blew my mind, and it's confirmed on a couple different sites on the internet. Of course, it could be garbage. But Django and Broomhilda are the great, great, great grandparents of Shaft. <laughs> huh. Okie dokie. Now, I wonder if he actually, like... Talked to the, the creators yeah. of Shaft. I mean, yeah. I, I have to assume he did. He's because he said like Ray. He owned the rights to the character Ray Nicolette, and he let uh, the, the, the other writer movie, of Shaft yeah. did. Uh, no, no, Tarantino uh, did. Tarantino did, and he let Out of Sight use that character, and then Scagnetti with Natural Born Killers, and where did the sha where did that Shaft like tidbit come from did that something tarantino just decided to say or? yeah apparently django's last name is shaft okay yeah and and again it's just this created universe sure 
that all he's kind of borrowing together. and lending. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm going to borrow this. Well, do you have, do you, is there more? Yeah. Oh, okay. Why? Do you have some questions? On no, I just, the big one where uh, Uma Thurman talks about her part on TV, but yet she's describing all the characters that are in Kill Bill. Well, more eloquently stated, she talks about her show Fox Force 5. Right. And the show Fox Force 5 is essentially the plot to Kill Bill. Yeah. Interesting. So, and if you, it's cool because they, they have like things with her saying, uh, the French was a master of sex, and it's the French lady in uh, where it takes the eyeball out. Yeah. And then, oh, it's, what movie is that? Kill Bill, right? Oh, yeah, Kill Bill. <laughs> that was a Tarantino <laughs> movie. I forget We're which just one. just talking about that. <laughs> The black girl was a explosive expert, and then she gets a box of Kaboom out and shoots Kaboom, uh, or shoots at Uma Thurman. And Lucy Liu was a weapon with sharp, anything with sharp edges or something like that. And they show the pictures. So they take her voiceover and they put scenes from Kill Bill. Just in written it. Yeah, on yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they put the pictures of the symbol. And it's really... I mean, this whole universe is really cool. Like the Jew bear in in Inglorious Bastards is the father of Len Donowitz, the director of Coming Home in a Body Bag, in True Romance. Huh. So he ties all that stuff together, and then the last kind of thing is you remember the serial Frankenberry? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then what else is in that family? Booberry. Count Chocula. Count Chocula. And there's one more legitimate. Frankenberry. There's one more still. Did you say Frankenberry? That was the one that you asked us about. You said Frankenberry. Okay. Okay. Count Chocula. Booberry. That's it. That's it. No. No. You even already said one more. No, we didn't. Count Chocula. Frankenberry. And Frankenberry. Well, Fruit Brute was was a werewolf. Of an actual serial. Oh, that and that's rings about. in two of his movies, Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs, because that was his favorite serial as a kid. Fruit, fruit That's brute. what they called it? Fruit Brute? Fruit Brute. That one wasn't as popular. Nope. Yeah, I never heard of it. Well, because it does, it, there was the monster theme of those serials. Right. And, and it was so, a warehouse. Wasn't there a mummy? Yeah, it seems, it seems like it. Count Chocula, Frankenberry, Booberry, Fruit Brute. Is there more? That's it. Huh. Maybe it was just a character According to, this picture, to sell the other stuff. Yeah. Fruit Brute. So I've never seen this Fruit Brute box. The Fruit Brute is, is a... It's a werewolf. Can I see is it? it a pink it's werewolf? So weird looking. All right. If we're going to be Googling the whole no. time, it's going to be a crappy kind of show. Hey, you said Fruit Brute, and I was like, what the hell are you talking about? I I'm had talking to Google about the it. cereal I know, that was I in the movie. Oh, Yummy Mummy. There's a picture ah, of that. I, I knew there was a mummy. Real, but. It's a character. Anyway. The Yummy Mummy. <laughs> so anyway, lots of ties in. The, the Tarantino universe, you literally could spend hours and hours and hours and never get to the center of the universe. So, my proposal for the top eight are all of his theatrical releases. Yeah. Minus my best friend's birthday. Sure. Good. Leave that but out. that one's my favorite. <laughs> I remember that was a joke Come, I said. Did you say it already on the show? I hope so. I hope it's recorded twice. Cause I'm gonna, no, no. Because I'm going to leave it in to show what an idiot you are to keep <laughs> doing jokes over idiot. and over and over. 
Isn't that Hello, what we're doing? Jim, <laughs> God damn it. Isn't that what we're doing? <laughs> Go home, Jim. Okay. So that would be Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, and for the sake of completion, I'm going to combine Kill Bill 1 and 2, or we could do Kill Bill, The Whole Bloody Affair. I haven't seen that I, I where it's pieced together. Yeah. It's, I don't, like, I don't oh, it's the whole I'm, movie? Yeah. It's just the whole movie. Okay. Yeah. I never death, thought about death that. Death Proof. I'm, does anybody have anything to say about Death Proof? I know there's going to be Quentin Tarantino <laughs> people who are like, you can't cut out the grindhouse. And I'm like, shut up. That was you terrible. Can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I liked it. I you, found, I found you, it boring. You can say you can yeah. leave it in your in your podcast. Well, of the <laughs> right. two, of the, because you you have to talk, if you're talking about that, you got to talk about Planet Terror as well. And that one's well, clearly but, better. But he didn't have anything to do with right. Rich Rodriguez. So, yeah. Right. But I, it's clearly the better of the two when you're talking about Grindhouse. Death Proof is like forgettable where you remember Planet Terror because you got Rose McGowan with a machine gun leg. You're like, hell yeah. And dripping but balls. That's not, See, yeah, I didn't yeah. I didn't go hell yeah. I went, what? But it's I mean, I mean it's, it's a great I mean, homage I to the, the genre. Yeah, atten- like, the uh you know, the attention to it or the, yeah. the affection for it, but right. I don't I it is Death Proof I felt like he's up his own butt a little bit like with some of the writing you know like he's yeah. got a style to it and uh like the the one actress who's the stunt woman who's yeah, in a couple of his Zoe movies Bell. like just like her writing it's like uh it's a it, it's almost like a signature tarantino conversation style where i mean it's similar to like the conversations in, in pulp fiction in the car uh so anyway at that one when i was watching that one besides kind of being bored i was like he's just up his butt a little bit right here but that crash scene was badass. Yeah. That crash scene was dope. Yeah. So that one's not on the list? Or? That one is not on the list sure. unless Jim makes right. a passionate Im- plea for it. No, I found it boring. Okay. Inglorious yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Bastards, Django Unchained, Hateful Eight, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Nice. So that is a solid eight. Uh, any objections? Any now? The only one I haven't seen is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. What? You really? Yeah. The only one I haven't seen is Hateful Eight. Uh, same. I haven't seen Hateful Eight. <laughs> what? Either. We suck. God, you guys. No. Do We're the suck. worst. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm the only one who hasn't seen the Once Upon a Time. Yeah. Yeah. I would recommend watching you it. sing Once Upon a Time and both you watching Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight's fun. Yeah. It's, it's I, I, fun. I've watched it twice actually. I don't watch the director's cut, the long version of it. You did or did not? I did. Was it? Yeah. Worth- uh, you know, I'm not. I wasn't as a pro on the first one enough to know what the additions were. So how is? I try to avoid director's cuts. How as is Tarantino at westerns? Because it's a full on western, right? Pretty much. Hateful Eight. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. Yeah, yeah. it's like a period western. I I For thought sure. it was really good. It is I good. Was really good. And he does that. He has this uh, better signature, <laughs> which is that tension and that, yeah. uh, you oh. know, the, the and, and he generally gets people to, to kill their parts for the most part. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the uh, Australian girl is that good necessarily. Don, uh, the one you were just saying. Darmagoo. Oh, Zoe Bell? Yeah. She was uh, barely in. Yeah. I mean, she's just like, okay. But. Yeah. She was barely in, in the movie. Why have you not seen Once Upon a Time? Uh, I, I didn't have easy access to it for a while, and I have it now, but I just uh, 
You're gonna like it's it. It's a three yeah. and a half yeah. hour movie, so yeah. I got a plan for that too. It's it's good. So. It is good. And it takes twists and turns. You're like, wait, what's happening now? Where yeah. are they? Yeah, yeah. And you know, spoiler alert to a degree. You know, it's based on the Manson murders. Yes. And there's a couple great scenes. We'll see. Damn it, because we're need to talk about this stuff in order to talk about it. It's no good. It's all good. Because, like, I know what happens. (laughs) See, you think that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what happens in that movie. Right, because I know what happens in in World War II, but Hitler didn't get shot in the face in the theater. Right. Well, and that's the same thing with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm watching it going, I know how this ends. Right. And it doesn't. They it don't does. kill Sharon okay. Tate. And, <laughs> and they're next door neighbors. And they kind of, you know, it's. Yeah. it's. I, you I think can't it's, predict the ending. Cool. You cannot. You I'll know, it's it funny because I'm minutes. sitting there winding down going, I know how this ends. I know what <laughs> happens. This is based on a true story. And <clears throat> it doesn't. It goes a whole different direction. But we'll yeah. get to we'll get to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, for sure. Uh, in the meantime. As is tradition, let's start in chronological order, and that means Reservoir Dogs. Excellent. What are the standout thoughts of Reservoir Dogs? A simple jewelry heist goes horribly wrong. Do you think the hype, because I remember the hype. Of Reservoir Dogs? Yeah, that this brash new filmmaker. Yeah, I just remember there's a lot of hype around the filmmaker. Before it came out. Before. Or as it came out, I don't think I even heard of it till after Pulp Fiction came out. Oh then, no, I'd heard about it before, and it was yeah, it was like, yeah, a lot of movie nerds uh, were. I mean, were only made talking it up three million dollars. I definitely saw Reservoir Dogs for the first time on a VHS copy, probably in my living room. Like, really? Like how long ago? Like <laughs> yesterday? I mean, yeah. No, it was a lot. Like short. It was probably shortly after Pulp Fiction came out. That was me too. I saw. We're like, oh, we got to see this other one. And yep. Like, oh man. And that's and, that's yeah. how I heard about it. Well, and what's great about Reservoir Dogs is the summary says you know a jewelry heist gone wrong, but you never see anything outside the the warehouse and so yeah. you don't ever see the heist but right. yet you know constantly what's happening because of communication it's well you see the running down the street and some shooting and yeah but you, all the tension is built inside yeah, in the, the warehouse, warehouse yeah, where you're no just doubt. like what's happening and then in comes the next person and oh what happened oh no and like it's all dialogue based it's practically a stage play yeah, yeah, yeah it could be it a, easily a stage play because yeah. you, yeah. you could cut out all the running and shooting mm-hmm. and i don't think it would lose much i think it would but the cutaways to like Tim Roth, who's an undercover police officer, uh, those are brilliant. And he's trying to learn and memorize his story, and he's practicing his lines in the mirror, and he's doing all that stuff. And probably the most memorable is uh, clowns to the left of me, jokers <laughs> yeah, to the right, exactly. and Michael Matson. Dances around and cuts that cop's ear off. You gonna talk at all, Jim? Yeah, uh, I'm going to. I was waiting for you guys to shut There's them. never gonna be a break. You got you. <laughs> yeah, give me a microphone, baby. <laughs> so the thing that I love about Tarantino <laughs> is his choice in music. Like if you remember Reservoir Dog, uh the whole Michael Madsen scene, mm-hmm. uh the song was uh, uh stuck, stuck in the middle, stuck in the middle, with, middle you, with you. Which you who would who would put that song in that scene? Yeah, and you could you can go through every Tarantino movie, and we're if, gonna, yeah, well, good. <laughs> 
But you could pick a song that you would never think would go in the scene that it's in. Right. And it works perfectly. Yeah. No, he's, he marries. I, he I marries wonder music. if there was any influence uh, from uh, the singing in the rain from Clockwork Orange, where it's like such a pleasant um, song. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Something uh, horrendous is happening. Yeah, they call it violence. Is that what they call it? Yeah, a little of the ultraviolence. Yeah, then who is the DJ? You guys remember either his real name? Stephen Wright. Do you remember his DJ name? Nope. K. Billy. Kate. K. K. Billy. The letter K. K. Billy. There's got to be a story behind that, too. Probably. There was so much. I mean, I can almost guarantee you, like, there's a story behind that name. Well, even there was a. In Pulp Fiction. The fight between Bruce Willis and the guy he fought was uh, Wilson versus Coolidge, two presidents. Hmm. And then the undercard was, I forget the names, but there was two roommates in college. <laughs> you know, that's just how cool Tons of little shout outs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, every little thing, which is, I think, one of the things that makes them great is that everything is a choice. Everything is a decision. Everything is a direction. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that just happens. It opens with them at breakfast talking about Like a Virgin and Madonna's song and what it means. They argue about tipping. What's And see, what's good about... It's crazy that this is, you know... Most people saw it after Pulp Fiction, where Pulp Fiction's very stylized and jumps around with time and all this stuff. Right. But then, you know, what Tarantino's most known for is dialogue obviously he's just dialogue heavy movies and when you start your filmmaking career with reservoir dogs and the opening scene is just a bunch of dudes sitting around having breakfast talking about basically nothing important yeah and you're like this is how you're opening your your movie that's supposed to launch your career it and it worked i mean it's of pulp fiction worked I think I don't think I don't <laughs> think Reservoir Dogs worked. Got, I think it was. Yeah. I mean, I just think didn't think it got the yeah, critical. It got acclaim a lot of. Yeah. I thought it got yeah. a lot of critical acclaim. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought it. Did. I think it did after, after. the fact. Yeah, right. yeah. I think I everyone too. saw Pulp Fiction and they're like, "Whoa, this there's guy's another, out of yeah. the box." And they're yeah. like, "Actually, there's another one." Yeah, my I remember. Best I had friend a, or I had a friend who was like, "Oh, have you seen Reservoir Dogs?" I'm like, "No, what is that?" And he goes, "Uh." <laughs> you're such a poser. You don't even. You don't even I've like. I've seen the one Stones. movie. Right. It was Pulp Fiction, <laughs> and I really liked it. <laughs> so it'd be different coming on now and going. Oh, once upon a time in Hollywood. Did you see Reservoir Dogs? Right. Right. So, anything else? Let's see. I don't tip the pot stories. Oh, and he says, "Can you hear me now?" Or can you hear that? After he cuts off his ear, he talks into the ear. Yeah. Crazy. That's fantastic. Um, so Mr. Blue, who's the probably the only actor in the whole movie that you don't know his name, was actually a criminal. He was in and out of jail for 17 years. He went straight, got a job, got some movies. <laughs> the longing question is, who shot Nice Guy Eddie? Because there's uh, four guys around all pointing guns at each other. And, it's, if, and if you look it up, apparently the squib went off accidentally and everybody reacted and they all just shot. yeah and <laughs> that created that's gotta be made up he probably is like hey fire it early and see what happens maybe yeah i could see that <laughs> i could see that like him, don't him tell saying, anybody but right. but why yeah. wouldn't they come clean about that this many years later wouldn't they say no it's a much better story if 
Yeah, it's a better story. Who knows? He's got a whole universe to create, including exactly. the backstories of. <laughs> oh, the backstories are insane. Um, and the name, there's a lot of, lot of speculation about what the name Reservoir Dogs means, but it's been maintained by Quentin Tarantino that it doesn't mean anything. He just liked the way it sounds, but he told the producers in the beginning who wanted a de- an explanation that it meant gritty the 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 mob guys who do the work, not. The you know upper guys, it's just their dogs, the reservoir dogs. But he made that up. He said, "Huh, huh, yeah, I like it. That's a good one." So reservoir dogs, final four material or no? Probably not. Four, no. Well, yeah, not for me. That's like when we get down to it, we have to might pull it pull it back. Okay, but I doubt it. Yeah, this does just other ones that are better. Um, which takes us to our next next picture. Oh, and I have. A lot of these have recurring actors. Um, I want to talk a little bit about two, but Pulp Fiction in 1994, which blew him up, put him on the map. That was the breakthrough. It's starring John Travolta, resurrected his career. Samuel Jackson, resurrected and exploded his career. Tim Roth, Bruce Willis, Uma Thurman, Christopher Walken, and Harvey Keitel. And then on the second line, Steve Buscemi, Frank Whaley, Eric Stoltz, Ving Rhames, and Kathy Griffin. So that's a crazy... Tim Roth was in Four Rooms as well. Yep. Was he? Yeah. Well, for, I mean, Four Rooms is a it's, whole yeah. other thing. But right. So, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, and Four Rooms. And Hateful Eight. Okay. Yeah, he likes Should have watched that. I know. Should have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember him in that, actually. Yeah, it's he good. was good. Yeah, it's good stuff. He was really good. <clears throat> uh, but Pulp Fiction, this one does have some quotes, you know, like Royale with cheese and let's see. Say what again? Damn. I double dare you. Uh, Honey Bunny was always good. And Blueberry. Oh, Zed's dead. Zed's, Zed's, Zed's dead. dead, man. It's Zed's not dead. a motorcycle. It's a chopper. Where's your chopper? No. Shoot. I had to crash that car. Where'd you get the motorcycle? It's not a motorcycle. It's, not a motorcycle. it's, a, chopper. it's a chopper. Where'd you get the chopper? It's not from mine. Zed. Who's Zed? Zed's, Zed's dead. dead. English motherfucker, do you speak it? Say what again? <laughs> that see now, and that's another tension monster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he comes in as slow, and Travolta goes into the corner. <laughs> I just shot Marvin in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I hit a bump! I didn't hit no bump. <laughs> that's uh, let's see. and the dance contest, which is a famous scene. I thought the dancing was pedestrian to be honest they did a little twist i mean people wanted to see john tavolta dance again i think so i think there's always like a little i did and i enjoyed it. it but i think is the further we get into it people forget that that's what his that his was thing his was thing yeah for, well, for a long time saturday night fever grease yeah. urban cowboy you didn't remember urban cowboy did you i i, I, I d- didn't remember it until you said it did but. you remember it, jim yeah, but I like before that movie. I said it. Deborah I was a big Travolta fan. In a, in a reference of Walking Back Carter. There you go. Hey. Cotter, but that's yeah, Fonzie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what? What? Where? Where? Mr. Cotter. That's not. That's that's Miss. That's, that's Boom Boom Washington. Oh Mr. right, Cotter. right. Yeah. There's the black guy, the Jewish it was, guy. It was written right. for the Puerto Mexican Rican. guy, right? It was written for, for Travolta, but he couldn't. He didn't nail it. He didn't so. nail the line, so they <laughs> gave it to Freddie Boom Boom <laughs> Washington. 
amazing. Wait, you ever watch that? You ever watch like old Welcome Back, Connor? I haven't. Travolta owns the screen, like on that show like he just owns it he's a star like you could he, tell he's yeah. a star even back yeah. then yeah I remember. Like, definitely. yeah he was definitely just that drew your eyes drew your attention yeah. then he disappeared funny. for a while he did until yeah. Pulp fiction then he came back in a big way we had to make a scientology movie Bow. battlefield earth yes battlefield uh, earth that was oh so that's Have, a scientology movie that's based on Ron Hubbard? the books yep. yeah. is it yeah, it's yeah, based yeah. on the oh, origin of scientology who else is i wonder if everyone's in that this news to me i don't know it's horrible yeah I, it's i've watched it a hot pile tried to watch it several times but i wonder if all the before. actors who are in it i don't know if there's any other famous actors in it but if they're all scientologists so. yeah. uh ezekiel 2515 anybody want to take a shot at it nope Whoever gets Yay, closest to it the valley of death. gets a Tony on the mic magnet. I have those yeah, already. I took two earlier. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I have try. those already. Sorry, my brother. I'll start. I'll start it. Down All right, yeah. I know. I remember. Them. And I will strike down upon thee with great, great vengeance, vengeance and furious anger. Those who would attempt to destroy my brother, poison and destroy my brothers. Uh. And, and you will know that I am the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Very good. That's, That's very good. I'm going to give you a B plus on that. Yeah. You left a couple words out. Bang, 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 <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> and had you done the bangs, you'd have got <laughs> Ezekiel 25, 17. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness, for he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. <laughs> Opportunity missed. Normally both your asses would be dead as fried chicken, <laughs> but I'm in a transition period. The whole idea of Mr. Wolf, when I saw the movie, I thought he was so cool and so under control. And I'm like, he went over. He said, "Clean up. Yep. Let's take the body to the <laughs> shop. Yep. And that's. I'm like, I could have done that. Not like Harvey Keitel though. He's no. Just, I, he's, right. But he's. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's, he takes charge of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you you send in the wolf. That's all you had to say. Yeah. Some tasty coffee. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, I do not do impressions. Clearly. <laughs> hey, you know how he goes into it and he's just some tasty coffee? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's like, I know it's good fucking coffee. It's my coffee. I bought it. Or... Yeah. It's something like that. Yeah, if you actually it. listen to the show. Cut that out. Morning <laughs> briefing <laughs> coffee. <laughs> Morning briefing coffee. And you know what we're going to do right now? What's we're going to take a break and thank Tell one of coffee. our sponsors. Morning briefing coffee. And when you listen to this episode, <laughs> you'll hear the whole quote. <laughs> mm. God damn, Jimmy, this is some serious gourmet shit. Me and Vincent would have been satisfied with some freeze-dried tasteless choice, right? <laughs> and he springs this serious gourmet shit on. 
flavor is this? Knock it off, Julie. What? I don't need you to tell me how good my coffee is, okay? I'm the one who buys it. I know how good it is. Bonnie goes shopping, she buys I buy the morning briefing. Because when I drink it, I want to taste it. When you want to taste your coffee, when you want that serious gourmet coffee, the best part of waking up coffee, good to the last drop, tastes as good as it smells, you'll always want a second cup coffee. When you want that, get locally roasted morning breathing coffee right here in La Mesa. He makes custom blends and you always get top quality fresh coffee. Morning breathing coffee. When you want that gourmet <laughs> Better than what I did? Much. All right. <laughs> And we are back talking Tarantino and straightening Jim out on the coffee quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Any other thoughts on Pulp Fiction before we... Yeah, so Pulp Fiction is where the phrase they Tarantinoed it like kind of starts. And that just hmm. in nowadays anyway of films, it's like telling the story out of order. Where like that's a big part of Pulp Fiction where you don't realize yeah. it until you realize it. Halfway through the movie, you're like, wait a second. Wait a minute. How come they're... Wait, how is... He just got shot, but how is he in this opening scene? What? And like, the way that the timeline of Pulp Fiction plays out, and it doesn't hit you over the face with it, it just jumps to where it wants yeah. to jump to just because. Well, and at the end, when they're wearing, like, the Banana Slugs t-shirt and everything in the diner. Right. Which the movie which starts opens. in the diner. Right. Right. And so you're... And then... Travolta gets shot, but you're like, wait a second, he's in that's in this. It's so anyway, it's a trip. How there were a lot movie. of movies that copied that right yeah. after. Yeah, well, I wonder became... how. I wonder oh, if, that's... if there were some before. Yeah, we just I didn't imagine know there probably was. I don't know. I'm sure. Hits. I'm sure. When like... did we? I mean, we don't have it, but I'm Memento. Yeah, that's that Christopher was... Nolan's Nolan's yeah. thing. Yeah, thing. That's his thing. Where it's a. Pretty much, I mean, his is backwards and forwards, so it's not exactly the same. But like right. telling the story out of sequence is, it's a big Nolan it's a Tarantino thing that Nolan adapted. So anyway, the fact that Pulp Fiction is kind of at least in modern cinema the the movie that did that first is pretty pretty noteworthy. Yeah, definitely is the one that jumped out. Another fun thing is Samuel Jackson grows up to play Nick Fury. And on Nick Fury's headstone in Avenger and no Winter Soldier, I think is the one he dies. Nick Fury, or they think Nick Fury dies, huh. and his headstone says Ezekiel twenty five fifteen, the path of the righteous man. That's funny. On I, think I, I think I remember noticing that. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. funny. And anybody want to take a shot at how many times they dropped the f bomb in Ooh, Pulp Fiction? It's a lot. I don't. Two hundred and twenty five times. Two twenty five. I have no clue. No clue. One seventy-five. One seventy-five. The correct answer. One seventy-six, Bob. <laughs> one F word. <laughs> and it's under one seventy-six. No, it's uh three hundred and sixty-five. Wow. Hooey. And anybody want to take a shot at the budget? For pulp fiction? Yep. Remember, this movie made two hundred and fourteen million. I'm gonna guess around twelve million. That's probably way too high. I would, yeah, I would say twenty million. Yeah, I was gonna say nineteen twenty. Eight point five wow. million dollars. I knew it. That's eight point yeah. five million dollars. A lot of the actors took back end credit. Yeah. And now, piece of the movie. That seems like I should still count against the cost of the film. Eventually, it's just you know what I mean. So I wonder if they like. 
they don't get paid anything on uh, on the front end of it, and that's the cost of the movie. But later they're going to recoup split the profits. Yeah, and so but it doesn't. I can see how they wouldn't count that. It doesn't yeah, you cost because if, if the movie doesn't sell anything, they lose it out. Cost right? Any money? Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, moving down the list. Next one, it, Pulp Fiction, final four. Yep. Yeah, it's a yep. final. Yeah. Next up, Jackie Brown, starring Pam Greer, Samuel Jackson, Robert De Niro, Michael Keaton, Bridget Fonda, and Robert Forster. And Chris Tucker plays a small role. I've seen Jackie Brown one time. Did you like it? I remember enjoying it, but I don't remember the movie. Hmm. Yeah, I've seen it once, and I love Pulp Fiction so much. That I remember watching Jackie Brown saying it's good, but it's no. Pulp but fiction. I'm bored. It's, not, it's not Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah, it's not Pulp Fiction. But I love it. I do so, too. Yeah, especially I really like do. I remember after a second or third yeah, time. Second, like, yeah, it's like it's good. Second, third it's time, like really it's, good it stuff. just yeah, it gets better. Every time it's, cl- it's like a great episode of like a Columbo or something. It's just like pieced together really well. Like some I mystery. Have to say, no one has ever compared a Tarantino film to Columbo, in my knowledge. But but there's all there's all the like intrigue yeah, and it stuff. Makes sense. Like, what was Columbo saying? Oh, he's like, oh, it's one more thing, yeah, it's one more thing that bothers me about that. All right, we'll have to see. That's better than your impression, right. and I don't even know what it's supposed to sound like. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I can only do squiggy. Squiggy? No, you can't. <laughs> you can't. No. <laughs> that's, if that's Columbo your... always turns around. Like, you know, there's one more thing, and you can almost like say it with him. Ah, there's just one more thing there. All right, it's I'm gonna I'm gonna cut in his phrase right there. See how okay. it sounds. You know, there's only one thing that I'm not clear about. Actually, uh, there is one thing. One other thing. One more question, sir. I mean, that was pretty accurate, BJ. Well done. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, now I'm gonna play that too, and we're gonna see. I was playing along with the bit, dude. Come on. <laughs> what bit? <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> It got me curious to compare Jim Squiggy to the actual Squiggy. So here we go. Jim. Hello. Squiggy. Hello. Jim. Hello. Squiggy. Hello. Jim. Hello. Squiggy. Hello. You be the judge. Guess who turned down the De Niro role? Schwarzenegger. I'm Close. <laughs> no way. Stallone. Stallone. <laughs> I think I knew that. But there's conflicting reports on the internet that Stallone wanted the role and didn't get it, and he was offered the role and turned it down. What the hell's up with Stallone? So we just did the, I mean, we did the Eddie Murphy movies, and he was supposed to be Beverly Hills Cop. Mm-hmm. What the shit, Stallone? Why are you passing on all? I think this he was gold? so big at that time. Yeah, he's that like, he dude, I'm Rocky. Yeah. I'm Rambo. I'm Cobra. Oscar, baby. I'm tell me you've seen Oscar. My Stallone's mother will shoot. Oscar. Oscar? Yeah. Like I can't even I don't Oh my goodness. It's like his farce. Either. It's a total farce where like Are you, you know, sure? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you gotta you gotta watch Oscar. Alright. That's big a, recommend. You have to watch Stop or My Grandma Will Shoot. It's or what's mom. the name of that Stop movie? Or Stop or my mom, mom will shoot. shoot. Stop or my mom will shoot. Yeah. I've seen that one. You don't have to watch that. You should watch Oscar though. Alright. Mercy Tomei's in it. There was a bag that if you watch Jackie Brown, that was the focal point of the shift where, again, spoiler alert, they were setting Jackie Brown up. Jackie Brown ended up setting the other person up, the, the bail bondsman and the cop got it. That was $500,000 of real money. What? Yep. 
I read it on two different sites that they used real money because they wanted to have an actual feel of what half a million dollars in a bag would feel like. Huh. I'm like, don't, don't a $1 it. bill and a $100 bill weigh you the same? Yeah. Couldn't you do so that? You know what? Also weighs your the budget. Same? Paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what it's also It's called acting. Weighs like, pretend it's a million as dollars. In, as in the movie. <laughs> Apparently, a swimsuit, a towel, and some sunscreen. Because they swapped it out later. Weighs the same. Weighs the same. That's right. Bet you guys didn't know that. You know a bag of sand weighs as much as a golden idol head? Yes, I learned that in, no. the in sand uh, weighs Indiana more. Jones. Right? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? The sand weighs more because yeah. it triggers yeah. the thing. Ah. So, so. Good call. Good call. <laughs> There's a waitress in Jackie Brown, Laura Lovelace, who is also a waitress in Pulp Fiction. Just in the recurring character characters thing. or actor, uh, the actress was Laura Lovelace, and yep. she's credited in both movies as waitress. Nice. Okay, Jackie Brown, Final Four. I probably not have it, to abstain because again, I've only seen it the one time. I remember liking it, but it's in my top four. Yeah, like okay. for sure. But right. I think well, I'm, I don't know if it's in anyone we'll, else's. We'll yeah, revisit. I, I, I'm gonna say no, but that's cool. Okay. What are your top four? They're coming up. <laughs> no, no. Pulp, Pulp Fiction is definitely one. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they're coming up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I. It's going to be hard going forward to start eliminating. T- yep. Because Kill Bill Let's, is next. And I'm like, yes. Mm, Kill Bill one and so two. Good, We're just going to combine it. But like, um, is that top four? I felt like Jango's one was stronger than two. Like, one are we on that? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we're gonna move. We're gonna segue into Kill Bill Volume One and Two. You got segways in here? Yep. It's gonna go. <laughs> no, it's not gonna do that. <laughs> Is that the segue makes? <laughs> no, it just goes. <laughs> My squiggy's better than your segue. That, that is true. Hello. That sound Jared effect just got demoted so... to the worst impression. The confused dumb guy. Hmm? Huh? Hmm? <laughs> you, yeah, you make the sound, I'll make the face. So. Oh, hey, do you guys hear that? That's everybody turning off the podcast from your idiotic behavior. If they made it this far. Yeah, that is true. If they made it past 75 squiggy impressions, they're probably still listening. One uh, more hello. Say hello one more time. Mother. Say it one more time. <laughs> That's good. That was good. Uma Thurman, Lucy Liu, Vivica A. Fox, Daryl, Hannah, Michael Madsen, David Carradine, and Zoe Bell was the stunt coordinator. And in two, they had the same cast, except Samuel Jackson made a cameo as the piano player. So, that's fun. I don't remember two very well, I guess. What happens? The five... The five-point palm exploding concludes. heart punch. <laughs> Boom. Okay, I remember yeah. that. Right. Um, now, does she get buried in one or two? Oh, she goes to Mexico and meets with, which I completely forgot this part of the movie, Michael Park, who plays Esteban Bejalo in two. The same Michael Park plays Earl McGraw in one. Hmm. He's known as the actor's actor. Right on. She should look up his stuff. It's actually pretty impressive. As an actor, Jared, you should... No he doubt. isn't. He is my actor. <laughs> he, is, he is your actor. Yeah, yeah. He is Jared Actor's 
actor. Hey, they um, came up with the idea uh, in between filming of Kill uh, Pulp Fiction, Uma Thurman and Kill Bill. They started it, planned it, Uma Thurman got pregnant, and they had to delay it. And somebody said, why didn't you get another star? And Quentin Tarantino was having none of that. Yep. Uh, Julie Dreyfus, she was in three movies. She was the woman who gave up, God, what's her name? She, she like left her alive and rolled her down a hill after cutting off her arms. Remember that lady in yeah. Kill Bill? And she's she's been in a few. Now, here's a couple cool things about Kill Bill. I hope you have the energy. You might not last five minutes. Lucy Liu says to Cameron Diaz. No, she says it to Uma Thurman. <laughs> <laughs> and the fight scene is exactly five minutes. Nice. That's cool. And then the bottom of her shoes, while she's in the yellow, say, fuck you. Nice. I kind of remember that. It's printed in the bottom. I mean, on the very bottom the of the soul. Shoe, yeah. So you only yeah. see it on the bottom. And then now there's a one of my problems with Quentin Tarantino, which turned out not to be a problem. It was reflexively a problem is they have a like in Pulp Fiction with the gimp. Sure. You know, and when Pulp Fiction came out, everybody said, oh, his dialogue is so realistic and everything is so true to life. And I'm like, how do we know <laughs> what a rape scene in a dungeon with a gimp and a sword? The dialogue would be. Right, <laughs> you know, or did that scene would ever come up? It and happened to me. It, <laughs> was it after it you crashed your car? On point. Yeah, yeah. after right. you crashed oh, your is. car. Okay, good to know. <laughs> it's just like that. And then, and then, but in this movie, you got Buck, the 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 guy in the hospital. Yeah, the creep. Who, yeah. Who, yeah, the creep who's yeah. like renting out this comatose body right. for sex, and. That's just, not a new concept, though. I mean, they they do that in Terminator, and you know that kind of thing. Like, right? who who is that kind of character in Terminator? Like the guy walks in in Terminator and is like talking about how he's gonna like lick her face and like when she's all dry. You don't remember this from Terminator at no. all? Terminator One? Uh, I think it's the second one. Two? Okay. I yeah. mean, I remember those movies pretty well. Yeah. Somebody's gonna lick somebody's face. Yeah, the creepy guard in Terminator is like all about. Oh, Linda right. Hamilton. Yes, yes, yes. That was two. That was two. I remember. I'm like, that. I know I'm not making this up. In my fantasies. I was gonna say <laughs> You're sick, man. You have these things about licking Linda Hamilton's face. Well, yeah. Comatose. Hospital. Yeah. I mean it's slightly different, but like that concept of I mean it's you know, the whole dental dental thing. It's yeah. Same thing. Uh four hundred and fifty gallons of fake blood was used in Kill Bill Volume One. Makes sense. It's very stylized. God, the anime scene is so good. It, that uh, actually is. Yeah. Yeah. That almost makes me <laughs> want to watch so anime. Good. Almost. And it's out of nowhere. You're just watching the yeah. movie, and all of a sudden you're like, yeah. what is this? Yeah. It's so cool. That There are some creative, brilliant things that happen in that movie. And I guess it's funny, because, again, it's just the little things. Like I think he cut off an arm and just blood swords like a yeah. hose yeah, yeah. Right. I'm like you don't I don't need that that doesn't that's not it's not realistic and right. it doesn't add anything for me but I guess if that's the worst thing I have to say about the movie <laughs> pretty good movie you know who does like anime who your mom my mom mm-hmm 
your mom likes anime. <laughs> your mom loves anime. <laughs> yeah, I told him his mom likes anime. She does. She likes anime. I'm like, really? His mom it's likes so anime. It's so addictive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's some, my kids like anime. Well, two of the three, Belle and Richie, like anime. They have they, anime they talk, parties. They can talk to grandma about it. They, uh, they better. But talking to grandma about anime, that's two hours. Oh, easily. We're I'm, talking to grandma. I'm cutting, yeah. cutting that out. But <laughs> <laughs> she's listening. Yeah. Uh, Kung Fu. David Carradine playing Kung Fu, and that was one of the inspirations for Kill Bill and some of his other karate movies. And did you know David Carradine was a nine-year-old actor in the 1947 Christmas Carol? Nope. Nope. Neither did I. Who was he? Was he one of his sons? He was not one of the named kids, so I'm guessing he was like street urchin number three or something like that. Interesting. Jared's going to Google it because Jared's a bitch. No, no. I like it. I'm going to IMDB it. Don't do nothing. Yeah, there you go. You can you can IMDb. You can't Google. Just kidding. You can do whatever you want. The character Earl McGraw, as mentioned earlier, played by Michael Park, is also in Dust Till Dawn and Death Proof. There's a Earl McGraw, Sheriff Earl McGraw, in all three of those movies. Again, with the continuity. I wonder if he hates uh, Earl McGraw somewhere. So he puts a, <laughs> this jerk or, named Earl McGraw. Or he likes him. him. Or he likes him a lot. Because yeah. I, I don't. I'm trying well, no, to he makes think. him a terrible person. The sheriff in Kill Bill, was he bad? I don't know. Well, I thought he was the hospital creepy guy. No, right? no, no. That's Buck. Oh, oh, oh. Because my name is Buck. And I like <laughs> to, yeah, yeah. What I do like... his keys say, Tony? His keys say pussy wagon. That's what they say. Because it says I'm a scar. <laughs> yeah, you know he owns that car? That's so funny, that's too. That's Quentin Tarantino's car. That's parking yeah. garage. Yeah. And she's like, which car is it? And then, like, it's like, <laughs> so good. Uh, that good is times. funny. <laughs> it's a great, like, tool to yeah. make you hate that guy. Yeah. Of course. Like, it's, it's great. Yeah. And she kills him, right? She kills many people. Smashes his head yeah. in the door? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah. many people get killed on screen in Kill Bill 2? Uh, 28. 35. 35. 15. I would have gone, gone high. 36 or 100. Kill Bill 2. 3. Yeah, I knew there wasn't that many. Three people killed in Kill Bill 2 on screen. Oh, I guess Kill Bill 1 has got has, the mass. The, the, the crazy 88s. And he fights all those people. Yeah. And Dang it! Go go! It was a trick. You tricked us. It was ah. a trick. I, you fell into the trap. <laughs> the word "kill" ask, is in the movie. Ask me again. <laughs> ask me again. <laughs> uh, let's see. Go go. What now? See, the go go was in a, a great character. The yeah, what's go with the spiky ball on a chain, oh, and she yeah. fights. She fights. Lucy Lou Cameron Diaz. Who, who's the actress? Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman. I knew that. What are you um, calling her Cameron Diaz? Because I, I like Cameron Diaz, okay? <laughs> I imagine she her should face be in, in everything. Okay. <laughs> she should be in everything. Including My call best back friend's to the last wedding? one. No. No. Uh, Gangs of New York. Gangs of New York. Yeah. Yes. That's her a callback from the last episode. So if you haven't listened to the Eddie Murphy episode and you don't get that reference, go back and listen. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. And then she takes her eye and she, for the second time because he took her eye the first time. Yep. 
Some of those scenes are pretty great. Uh, Final Four? Yep, for me. I don't know. I don't Fair. know either. Like, yep. So, I'd have to, like, okay. I know okay. what my favorite one is. Your favorite one? I yes. know what your favorite is, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. I'm guessing your favorite is Jackie Brown. Uh, you'd be wrong. Really? Hmm. All what, right. do you, what do you think? Inglorious Bastards. That's my favorite one. That's the best one. Can we wait till we get to it before we Sorry. talk? About it? I'm gonna cut, I'm gonna cut <laughs> you that. You asked out. Jim yeah. what he what his favorite movies were. Well, I knew Jim wouldn't answer. I knew Jim would him and Hello. go. Hello. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a Tarantino movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been itching to put my squiggy out there. That's so. right. <laughs> Which I guess vehicle. isn't very good. Here's your vehicle. <laughs> that's why I top that's why I don't know if Kill Bill's top four because Man, oh man, those three in a row were good, good stuff. The whole what? fight scene in Kill Bill is with, like a work of art. Which one? With Lucy, Lucy Liu, Liu and yeah. Cameron. Not Cameron. Uma Thurman. <laughs> <laughs> it's Uma Thurman. Oh, jeez. Should have been Cameron. You know how long that lasted? You know how long that scene lasted? Five minutes. Yep, exactly. <laughs> but it's a piece of art. It really like, is. It's, it's beautiful. It really is. And the and, music in the background. Yeah. And the, the it's perfect. Perfect white snow with yep. a few blood drops. Yep. And then they're supposed to be decapitated, but they change it to chopping off the top of her head so they can show the Hanzu sword and its strength and sharpness. Because any sword could decapitate someone, but, but only a Hanzu a sword yeah. will go through a skull. Well, this started as a single episode, but just like Kill Bill, there was just too much good stuff. We had to split it into two. So this is going to end the Tarantino discussion part one. Tune in to the next episode for the final Tarantino discussion, including crowning the top movie of all time by Tarantino. That's it for this episode. You can catch me on TonyOnTheMic.com. Tony on the Mic on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and anywhere you find Tony on the Mic. Check us out. YouTube. I have a YouTube video, too. So slowly but surely, all that stuff's getting populated. But check out the podcast anywhere you get your podcasts.